Welcome to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. I'm excited um, to be here and I'm um, um, and not just be here, but I'm excited about what what I feel like the Lord has for me um, to share. Because um, I'm um, I'm excited to hear it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You know, um, I wish I say I wish this because it's always easier. Um, I admire um, I admire pastors who who they know what they're going to be speaking weeks ahead of time and everything. And they kind of got their whole series down. You know, I've told him this before. I said, man, you know, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish I could have that like that. But God is always kind of just downloading for me. And so for me, it's a, um, um, it, um, it's fresh for me. Um, and so um, I'm excited about today. Um, um, but before we go there, let's pray. Let, let me let's let's pray. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for this time, Lord God. Father, I pray that, Lord God, that you would have your way here. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here. We thank you that that you will lead and guide us into all truth. I pray that today that, that the word of God would come forth with, with simplicity and power today. That, Father, I pray for each and every person here, for every household represented, Lord God. I pray that, Father God, for there to be an awakening there, Lord God, and for each of us to step into what you would have for us, Lord God. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you for the man and woman of God of this house, Lord God, that, Father God, for their for their heart, not only for the people that are here, but their heart, Father God, for this entire region. I thank you that, Lord God, that you will continually use them to raise up generations, Lord God. That's the thing that I see in this house, Lord God, that, Father, there is such a, there, there is such a diversity of generations here, Lord God, that is, that, that, is being, that is being charged with the work of the kingdom. And, Father, it's my prayer that, Lord God, that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know I normally start out with a confession, but I'm actually, um, um, I'm actually um, not going to go there today. Um, at least I don't think so. So I'm going I'm to try to um, just, just jump into where 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 I am about a month and a half ago I was I was in California and I was I was working out one morning and I took off um it was, it was about um it was about 5 30 in the morning and I took off um on a two to three mile walk um I, I don't run um, um as you can tell um and so I I and so I'm walking and I'm worshiping and I'm and um, 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 now I do a brisk walk, so you know, you know. So I'm just letting y'all know. It's, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I break a sweat in my walks. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, but I'm, but I'm walking, and 
Um, and the area where I'm at, there's there's some um, there there's some very dark things um, along this along this road, and just the businesses and the type of businesses and different things that was going on, and 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 I'm walking, and the Lord just and the Lord says to me, He says, He says, if you're satisfied with where you are. You can stop right now, and I'll be okay with it. I said, and he said, if you want to stop, I'll let you. And I just, it was, it was, it was strange, and it's like one of those things, like, no, Lord, I don't want to stop, but, you know, why are you asking me this, kind of thing kind of molded over a little bit. I think I may may have shared it with my wife. By the way, this is my wife for as y'all didn't know this cuz this is family. So stand up. <laughs> stand up. This is my wife Lori. All right, okay. So, I'm um <laughs> so um, I'll I'll get that I'll get get it later but um for that but um but I think I shared this with her and I just kind of it was like one of those things of where I was trying to, I was trying to understand. God, are you, are you saying that? Yeah, <laughs> are you saying my time's up, or what are you, what are you saying with me from that? And so, um, just never really kind of got any clarity. Um, and that was about a month and a half ago. And then all of a sudden, last week I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago last week, and. Um, in the, and things were good. I was there for a medical conference that I'm, um, um, a part of an organization that, that, um, that is about bringing, um, quality medical care to those that need it the most, the most vulnerable in our society, but bringing the top notch, uh, uh, medical care. And so I'm there at this national conference and, um, and it's really, really nice and, but and so um so that 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 evening that sunday evening um i go to bed everything's good but about three o'clock in the morning my foot is itching like no other i mean i've never had an itch that would wake me up and i'm just like what is this i mean and this itching bad and I wake up and I'm and I'm like now I'm just like I don't know what's going on kind of foot itch and um you know and I'm and I'm trying to figure out what is this okay and that was that was and that was my left foot so I'm up you know don't think any other than the fact that I can't get my foot to stop itching and I didn't I mean I'm scratching it and now I didn't went I didn't I actually got up and took a shower put lo- lotion I'm trying to get my foot to stop it wouldn't stop it. So don't don't mention anything else or don't think anything else about it. It finally stopped. The next night, sure enough, about the same time, my right foot started itching. Same way. Now I'm now I'm looking under the covers. There's something biting me. What's going on? I don't understand this. 
My, I've never, I mean, I'm sleep and I'm itching. Don't get it. Fly home. Fly home the next day. And I tell my wife about it. I said, you know, I had this like crazy itch that woke me up. Right? Just doesn't make sense. Just woke me up. Go to sleep. 3.30 in the morning at home. Boom. Left foot. Itching again. I jump up. I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. I want to sleep. I'm tired. You know? I'm trying to figure out. And I get up. I sit there on the side of the bed. And she kind of opens her eyes a little bit, I guess. And she says, are you okay, baby? I said, no, my foot itching. She said, again? I said, yeah, I think God's trying to tell me something. She said, okay. (laughs) I get up and go in the front room. I go in the front room, foot's itching, and God begins to speak. And the thing that God begins to speak to me is this. He begins to say to me, he says, he begins to say to me that, that, I've been playing it safe with my faith. I've been playing it safe with my faith. And I want to I move us to a place today. See, I spent the next three hours or so um, taking notes of what God was saying, and, and I, I, I put on some um, worship music and begin to worship because I, I I then knew that you know if I was if I was as spiritual as as sometimes I think I am I would have knew it was God the first night and didn't have to go through that three up uh, three three <laughs> the next two nights <laughs> you know maybe I just I mean I was up I should have I should have asked God then you know but no I go through all the suffering for the next two days and so. So I I get to this point because I realize that in my life where God has where God has challenged me and where he has taken me is that I I've I've come to this point to where to believe God the way that I believe God is called calling us to believe God is to have faith that makes no sense. I want y'all to help me. I want y'all to stay with me here. It's to have faith that makes no sense. The type of faith that would cause you for people to talk about you. The type of faith that causes you to risk some things. And I realized what God was saying to me even a month and a half ago, and even what he said to me just the other night, other morning, about me playing it safe and having safe faith. Because because it's almost calculated. What is it going to cost me? I'm willing to stand and be a champion for the word of God and for the cause of Christ. You know, but there were some things that God has spoken to me. 
years ago that somehow I took them and laid them over here and they look good. And if God brings them to pass, glory be to God. But, but to see that happen is going to require me to give up something, to risk my name, my reputation, possibly my job and my income, but to risk everything if because and and so and so not that I didn't believe God at what he said, but there was a place of getting to a point to where, you know, I'm I'm moving in a direction. And I know that that's there. I know that God has said. But things don't look, you know, if it if it comes about, glory be to God, but you know, God, we we doing this thing right now. And I'm enjoying doing this thing right now. True enough, in this city, I God has God has allowed me a platform that that um, that I'm able to speak with people who who how can I say this? I mean, God has put me in rooms with people who have disrespected God, not just by their lives or by the things that they say, but they've disrespected him by the point of, of how can I say it? They campaign against God. I want you to hear me. There are folk in this city that campaign against God. And if you're not, and if you're, and if you're, and what happens to a lot of the folk in the body of Christ, especially in the nonprofit world and even in the business world, if, if you don't represent a standard, because they're going to come at you against your standard, the warfare is real. But I just, how can I say this? I like a fight. I really do like a fight. And so I know the warfare is real. So, so how can I say it? I take fights to them. I don't wait on fights to come. And, it's, and, it, and my reasoning for doing that, and, and part of it, part of it, is that, you know, it, it looks like I'm representing the gospel and everything else, and, but God's wired me a certain way. But the, but the reality of it is, is that I really believe what I believe. I really believe it. And so the Bible says, um, the Bible says, and we're going to get to the Bible. I, I promise y'all, we're going to get to the Bible. I got all kinds of scriptures. Y'all going to be like, dang, we just in the Bible. Gosh, there were so many scriptures, you know, but but the Bible says that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. God gave me a revelation with this one because I've 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 confessed that scripture. I've 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 walked this scripture out and I know that God has ordered and not only ordered, but he has ordained my steps. And God said this to me, said there is not a step that I've ordered you to take that I haven't already taken. 
He said, and I said, wow. Because sometimes I think that God's ordering me to take steps in a direction. And I've, and I've not necessarily thought from the standpoint that not only has he ordained the steps, he's, he's taken the steps. He's already gone before me. Man, God, now, now okay, I'm just going to help y'all to understand that. That was one of those shouting moments. <laughs> just to let you know that, you know, just, uh, I'll try to get your heads up next time. But I'm just telling you, you just miss one of them. You miss one of them. Yeah, all right? All right? Because I, I'm, I'm telling you, because when you begin to understand it, that not only has God ordered our steps, but he's, but, but, but he himself has stepped the steps before us. There's some confidence that comes. I'm telling you, faith should arise right here. If there's some confidence that, that should come, that all I'm doing is stepping in the footprint he's already stepped. And it's been measured out just for you. You know, I remember years ago, um, our um, oldest son, um, who, uh, you know, I, you know, I won't do it right now. Um, <laughs> um, um, I'll try to bring it back. Um, but we, he, was, he was really little, and it was the first snow. The first snow. And we got him bundled up and, you know, his, you know, his mama got him so bundled up he can't walk. Um, you know, so, you know, he like this going out, out in this snowsuit. But we were outside. And we were outside in the front yard and it was just a little bit of snow. But, but, but what I noticed that he was doing, he would step in the footprints that I had stepped. And so, and so I ended up realizing what he was doing. So I shortened my steps so that he could step in my footprint. I, how can I say? I re-engineered my steps so they would fit him. Come on, I want you to hear me. So God knows how, how wide the step needs to be. Because he's engineered the step just for you. It fits you. Oh man. And when we get when and when this when the realization of this just rises on the inside of us, then 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 it becomes to the point. I only want to step where he where he says step. I don't want to, I don't, I can be walking. And there's other, other, there's other footprints, but no, these are the ones that's ordered for me. It's because I only want to step where he says step. And so the reality of it is, and this is this piece, and this is, this is just basic understanding, nothing, nothing earth shattering for this. Let me just say this like this. If God's ordered your step, it's the right step. It can't be the wrong step. It can't be the wrong step. Even if society says it's the wrong step. Even if your parents or your relatives or anybody else says it's the wrong step. If God ordered the step, step. It's got to be the right step. 
But what happens if I step there and it doesn't feel good? It's still the right step. Because God didn't order the step based on how you would feel. Oh, y'all got to hit country here. Y'all got to catch. I, I want you to hear me. Because, because if I'm where God would have me to be, I'm at the right place. Period. But it doesn't look like theirs. Wasn't supposed to. Wasn't supposed to. Go on and help me preach, boy. You, you're good. You're good. You're good. I promise you that. I promise you that. Amen. Over in... Okay, we'll go to the Word. I know that's what you're trying to get me to do, get the Word. So we ain't getting the Word. We ain't get the Word. Open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Now, I'm going I'm to be in Hebrews chapter 11 for a little bit, but it's going to be in, in some different places, and I'm actually going to rearrange it a little differently. He's fine. promise you, he's fine. He is fine. I'm telling you. Yes. Some of y'all need to follow his actions. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hebrews 11. <clears throat> Hebrews 11, 6. We know this verse. These are verses that are very familiar to us. Hebrews 11, 6 says, says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who dil diligently seek him. Now, go, go up to Hebrews 11.1, 1, and we know this verse to be that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Years ago, wow, and probably 25 or so years ago, I was, I was agonizing in prayer because I felt, and the way I felt, I, 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 I began to, I began to verbalize it to God. And as I verbalized it to God, He actually gave me a vision in, in my prayer time. Because I felt like I was, I was by myself. I felt like I was out on a limb. And I was, I was, I was in business, and there was just different things going on. Uh, ministry was kind of going on in my heart. There was a whole lot of stuff, and I, I was, I was, I was. In my mind, I wasn't living up to, living up to what I had, what, what I had envisioned I should be. And I. And and I felt like I was out on a limb all by myself. And in that time when I verbalized that, God gave me a vision of me standing on what I now know was, was at the edge of the Grand Canyon. And I was standing and I was teetering on the edge. 
And I was there, and God said, look straight out. And he said, step. And I remember in that moment, it was like, because um, I know I'm tall and everything, but I, I don't like heights. I'm just not good with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like seeing y'all fall from height. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to worry about me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, now, I don't like them. I didn't say I was afraid of them. I just don't like them. Okay? So make sure y'all don't hear that. So, so, but I'm standing on this edge. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm standing on this edge. And I'm looking straight out, and God says, step. And I remember stepping. And when I stepped, there was like a platform. And it was this invisible platform that every step that I took. And God said this, God said this then, and this is, I haven't really talked about this. I've thought about it multiple times over the years, but I haven't ever really talked about this. And but God said then, I got you. And I've used that phrase a lot over the years because I'm reminded that God says, I got you. I got you. But I think over the course of just doing certain things and and certain things coming into place and and having an audience that God has given me with with certain people, especially government officials and and able people. And and they're and they're being forced to have to accept. I say forced. Let me maybe that's not the right word. They're um because because I, I'm not I'm not being rude about it. But I'm but I'm but I'm not willing to compromise the gospel. And so we went through a thing, and I'll and I'll explain this. We went through um um a thing of where I was, I was um, approached um, by um, um, local county officials um, and they gave me a contract that I, a year earlier, had hesitated in involving myself with the county. And I went through all of these different kind of things on why I wouldn't and everything, but they wanted to partner with us for Abba's house. And and by the way, Becky's awesome. I, I know y'all know that. I just wanted to tell her that so I don't have to give her a raise. Um, uh, so I said it publicly. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> just a little tactic there, here and there, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just trying to keep the budget right. Um, but um, um, but but when I when when they first approached me and I gave them all the reasons why I wouldn't. And and my thing was, I don't trust government. I kept saying that. I said, I, I just I don't trust government. Well, Michael, what, what would it take for you? I, said, I just don't trust government. I said, you know, things change. You all change. You know, and by the way, y'all would never agree to what I'm going to ask. 
Well, Mike, let's at least go to do the exercise and go down this path. Okay. And so we go down this path and they send me a contract and they say, hey, rewrite, re, re, rewrite the contract the way that you want. Okay. So I did. And I put all kind of, I mean, I, I put, I mean, not just scripture in it. I put scripture with chapter and verse in it. I, I, things that they had defined, I redefined and gave, and, and, and gave not only the definition of why I redefined it, but gave the source of what it really means and how we interpret it. Sent it back. They accepted it with no changes. Well, 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 before you start clapping, I was bothered by that. Remember I said I like a fight. So I'm trying to figure out what's, what's that deal. So I just left it. My board looked at it and they were like, well, I mean, Mike, everything you've asked for, I know. I'm trying to figure out, did I not ask for enough? You know, I'm just in my mind, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up by it just a little bit. And so I get to this point and, and, and we finally come to this place of agreement. And we started this process. And it's working really well. You know, Becky is a superstar. And I knew that they would recognize, recognize her and it would elevate her in, in these places. I mean, she's, I mean, she's phenomenal there. And I knew the, I knew the, the ladies would be nurtured and then her staff was great. Everything's good. Then lo and behold, government does what government does. They change. So they come back with me, come back at me the next year. And they, um, they think that, I, I don't know if they think we're, I'm dependent upon them or something, or if we were going to be dependent on them or something, but they come back and they present a contract for the next year. And they have in this contract that no Bible studies, no worship, no proselytizing, as they call it. Um, I'm just telling people the truth. I'm calling proselytizing. Just telling people the truth. You want me to lie to people? Tell them the truth. It's not proselytizing. It's just telling people the truth. And so if have all have this whole new paragraph that they've stuck in there. So I call them and say, y'all know I can't. You know I ain't going to sign that. Um, okay. So I'm not signing that. So what y'all going to do with the ladies y'all got here? I'm not signing that. Okay, 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 Mike, okay. So they come back and and well, let us look at it. We're taking it to legal. I, said, I don't care who you got to take it to. I'm just telling y'all I'm not signing this. You know, it wasn't in there before. Why, why y'all changing up? Well, it's just these standard contracts. I don't care what's that. I'm not standard. I'm not standard. I'm not signing it. So we get to this point and they called me and said, okay, Michael, we have it fixed. I talked to a couple commissioners and the new county county manager and said, oh, that shouldn't be in there. Okay, no problem. I show up at a commission meeting uh, for something else. 
Um, actually, no, I show up at a commission meeting because um, Becky and and her team had done such a fabulous job that um, we were recognized nationally and won a national award. And so we were celebrating that and allowed the county commissioners to celebrate that with us. But I don't have a contract. So they walk in and they, right before I'm getting ready to get up there, and they, hey, hey Michael, we got everything done. Here's the new contract. So, okay. I just take it, put it in my bag, and go up, do what I'm going to do, and leave. Next morning, I read the contract. Sure enough, they removed that paragraph, but they just stuck it somewhere else. I said, ain't this something? They want to play. I like a fight. I really like a fight. So I, I, um, so I use the relationships that God has given me within the commission, um, within the commissioners, and I call them and I say, hey, look, this is what's going on. I'm just letting you all know that I'm not signing this contract and um, we're going to have to figure out something else. And they, no, Mike, let us get on, let me, let me get on this. So they're making calls, everything, and they're, they're going to make sure this thing is done. And so now, now the person who's been playing on the side is now being called to the carpet, you know. And I said to the county manager, the new county manager, and, and she's nice. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with her other than the fact that I needed her to understand who I was and that there's no compromise for me. And so they said, okay, yeah, we're getting this thing fixed. And, and, and Michael, I'm so sorry. This never should have happened. Da, 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 I don't know why that's in there. We blame it on the new software system or whatever else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, there's some intentionality here, but I want, I want, I need everybody to understand that at 225 Patton Avenue, we believe Jesus is Lord. And we're going to make sure that Jesus is represented in absolutely everything that we do. And so finally at the end, July the 30th, contract was supposed to have been in place by June the 30th. July the 30th, they send me a contract. It's the way I want it. I literally take five days to sign. Really, I, I do. I take five days to sign it because, um, because I'm, I'm needing to not just pray, but get my, kind of get out of my own feelings. I get it signed and I and I do this and and I get a call from a commissioner and 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 the commissioner is in the room with the county manager and the county manager says this says off the record thank you for not being willing to compromise I said you're welcome She says now on the record will you go ahead and sign this contract <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am, I'm going to sign. Now, I'm saying all of this because here's this point of reference here. In my mind, I think I'm representing and, and, I'm, and I'm like, God, I'm, I'm going to hold true to the gospel. I'm going to hold true to what you're doing. And God then hits me with this. And he says, he says, you're playing it safe with your faith. You're playing it safe. See, 
I know that faith, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And God's telling me I'm playing safe with my faith. And so what I what 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 has happened is I've walked I've walked back from the ledge. I've walked back from the from from the edge of the limb. And I'm standing back and I'm calculating my faith moves. And I've stopped and I've stopped operating. Or somehow I've allowed myself to try to have faith that makes sense. So that other people be okay with my faith. And I'm telling you that here's the point to where I believe where we are. I believe that, I believe everything that Pastor, Pastor Sam said. I believe we're in a time that God is, God is doing something in this city. And I believe he wants to do something major in this city. When God first, when God first put the city on my heart and we were living in Tennessee and he first began to speak to me, he began for me to, to declare that 100% of Asheville will come to the Lord. Now, I want you to understand. What would it look like if 10% of Asheville came to the Lord? You know what I'm saying? If 20%. But God, but that was a part of my confession that he told me to do. And there would be different times I would, I would prayer walk the city and I would do certain things and because, because I believed. And, and I want you to understand, it's one of those things I put over here on the side. And if it happens, I'll be like, glory be to God. But I got to be doing this. And I'm playing it safe with my faith. I want you to hear me because, because, because when you have the type of faith that, that does not make sense, it's the type of faith that Noah had. I want you to hear me. Noah gets a word from God. Hey, Noah, I need you to go build an ark. What's an ark? Listen, I'll tell you what, what it is. You just go build me an ark. Why? Because it's going to rain. What's rain? Look, just do it. You know? And he starts building art. I want you to understand. It didn't make sense to nobody until it started raining. <laughs> it didn't make sense to nobody. Hey Abraham, hey, um, listen, um, um, you're gonna be the father of many nations. I need you. You're gonna have you and your wife, y'all gonna have a son. For real? Because you know, I've been asking for it. Yeah, you're gonna have a son. Hmm. We old. <laughs> Don't make sense to nobody. Hmm. Abraham, you know that son that I, that son that I told you you're gonna have that y'all had? Yeah, yeah, you talking about yeah, this is my boy. This is my boy. Yeah, here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take him and I want you to go up to the top of the mountain and I and I, and I want you to build an offer an altar and I want you to sacrifice him to me. 
ain't make no sense to nobody. Hmm. There's this city that has a wall. And this wall is like really, really, I mean, it is impenetrable. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. See, 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 what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you to grab some horns and y'all going to worship and y'all going to march around. Listen, why, why are we doing that? Because then, then the wall is going to come down. So, all right, so praise team, here's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to grab all your instruments. We're going to walk around and we're going to do, why are we doing this? Because, see, see, I know these walls are so thick that, that the enemies can't even penetrate the wall. All the modern weapons of that day can't do this. And you're telling us we just, we're going to go around and blow some trumpets and, um, and just, um, and the wall is just going to come down? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right, let's do it. And I'm saying this because of this. There, there's a need. There's a need for people to rise up in this city, that'll rise up, that'll have some, that'll have some, it don't make sense kind of faith. The type of faith that makes people look at you strange. The type of faith where people don't want to be around you. Something wrong with him. He didn't take his medicine today. Yeah. See, See, how can I say this? See, um, <sighs> see, here's what I think has happened for us a little bit. Oh, I got a few minutes. Here's what I think has happened. We read about, and we can read in our Bibles, and we and we can see all the heroes of faith, and we can see the things that that Jesus turned water into wine and we can see as people as that 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 the multitudes got saved and people got healed and and people got delivered and we can see all of those things but here's what I think happens sometimes with us reading now is what happens sometimes in our faith is that we have faith in what was done and what Jesus did and then our faith approaches it as if Jesus, because you did it there, he can do it now. And I want you to catch me. I want you to, I want you to hold on to this. Jesus did all of these things here. Now, here we are. We, we have the account of all that he did. We have, so, so it's like this. So we believe that he did it. So now we come to our now. And our faith is in what he did instead of our now. And all that should do is let us know that what we need Jesus to do in our now, he's already done. And so, and so, and so my faith, my faith is tied, is, is tied to my, to my, to my, the Bible says that faith is faith is the, that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So my faith is tied to my hope. I want you to catch it. 
attach my hope. And see, for some of us in here, the problem isn't the problem isn't that you don't believe that Jesus can do something. The problem is is that you stop hoping. You stopped hoping. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, and you stopped hoping. It would be good if he if he showed up and did this. But some of y'all has, have settled. And asking God to bless something less than what he less than what he intends. Some of y'all have settled in your marriages. This is just how this is going to be. Yeah, I love him. I love her. I love him. And it's just, you know, and we love God. And we're asking God to bless something that's less than, and less than what, it, what he intended because we've lost hope of having the very best of what God intended for us to be, us to have here's the thing i know about faith <laughs> and, and and i'm preaching to me right now i need y'all to hear me here's what i know about faith for me is that it requires me to step i got to do something if god is if 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 i have hope the hope, and, and let, me, let me say this, when it comes to faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, see, the problem is that, is that by, 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 not, by not having hope, we then play it safe by only having faith to the measure of what we can see. So we settle. We settle. I know God, you know, I know, I know God healed a woman with the issue of blood. <coughs> let me take the Sudafed and let me do this over here and let me do all. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not against medicine. I want, I want you to hear me. I'm not against medicine. But we come to a point to where, to where, to where, we have allowed what we see to determine our faith. But now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We got to be willing to stand on the edge and step when he says step, when it doesn't make any sense, knowing that he's got us. What if this was a church? Just a what if. What if this was a church that was willing to be so far out there in their faith that just because somebody hasn't done it before, we just gonna do it. So y'all really gonna y'all really gonna love them like that? 
You really going to believe that a revival can happen in a prison? And that and that not only every woman in that prison, but every prison guard and their entire families come to the Lord? You really? Come on, man. They won't even let everybody come to your Bible study. Come on, man, for real? Yeah, y'all baptize a few, but what happens if that happens? It messes the system up. I mean, y'all understand? It, the correction system wouldn't know how to act. What do they do with a prison full of Christians? Think about it. What do they do with that? I mean, a prison full of Christians. You know, they all acting right. They loving on each other, glorifying God. What do they do with that? I'm going to vote, let them out. <laughs> Put them in the churches so the churches can act like the prison. Oh, my fault, my fault. I said that out loud. Didn't mean to say that out loud. Woo! Y'all may want to rewind that on the tape, kind of erase that. I mean, think about it. What happens if somebody's willing to believe God that radical? Willing to believe that they're willing to stand out on the edge, and when God says step, he steps. And then they're just willing to believe so much, and, some, and people come around them and say, no, 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 y'all got to understand. There's a system that's been put in place, <laughs> and this system is getting ready to get rocked. What happens then? What happens when there's a schools? There's, there's schools within our area, and there's all of a sudden a revival happens in our school. I ain't talking about Christian schools. And they need revival too. Believe me, I, I, I had two that went there. You know? But what happens when that happens? We're beginning to see movement. I, a year ago in April, last, not, April, a year ago, um, I was sitting around with um, four other men, and there was a shooting that had happened in the downtown area, in, in actually Lee Walker Heights, and a few days before, I was with a bunch of young boys that I had in South Carolina playing basketball, and as the shooting was happening, they were getting calls. As the shooting is happening, they're seeing video of people running live. Bullets, dodging bullets. And we're sitting in a Fuddruckers and, they're, and, they're, and their phones are just going off. And a young boy that got shot and, 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 um, and ultimately died, they all knew, they were all in that whole group together and, and and so I'm sitting a few days later with there's five of us in my conference room and we're there in the conference and we didn't get together for this reason. We got together for another reason. And then once everybody got there, God, God then arrested that, that moment. And I said, God, we have to do something. There, there has to be some intentionality on what we do because and they have to know that they have to know that they're cared about. So over the course of the next four to five hours, we stayed in that room. 
I stood there at the board and I started drawing stuff and writing stuff. And we came up with a plan and, and we came up, and we said, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. What if we did this in the school? What if we could get help to do this? What if we could do all of these different things? And we did this. And I said, well, we got to do something right off the bat to get them. Summertime's coming. Y'all, we're going to lose them in the summer. We got to do something. I said, well, you know, 15 years ago, my sons and my wife went to this camp in Branson, Missouri, and it was phenomenal. And I pulled it up on my, on my laptop, and we displayed it up on the thing, and I showed them videos of it. And they said, man, that would be great. I pulled out my phone, and I called the camp. What would it take to get them there? They said, how many kids you want to send? We looked around. We threw around 50. Then we said, man, let's, do, man, let's go for 100 kids. They gave us a price for 100 kids. I said, okay. So we budgeted that. Said, okay, how are we going to get them there? They said, well, you know, we got this bus service, so-and-so. No, somebody got a bus service. I said, nah, Young's is the best bus service around here. I said, there, I mean, and if we're going to do it, we're going to do it top-notch. Picked up the phone. We called over to Young's. Gave them the, gave them the parameters. Say, well, you know, to send that many, it's going to cost um, $20,000. said, okay. Boom, wrote that number on the board. You know, and we just start going through. Next thing you know, I've come up with a budget. Budget, budget was around $74,000. We looked at each other. I said, well, let's go get the money. Seriously, that's what I said. Let's go get the money. See, because here's the thing that happens that God, God has shown me and, pro- and continues to prove it out for me. Money follows vision. It does. It follows vision. I don't have to, I mean, if I, if I get the money and then try to get vision for it, that, it sounds like it's the easy way. It's just not the right way. Money follows vision. And so since I, know, since I knew that this was all God and we're setting in this thing and, and we're stopping in, 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 we're stopping in, in, um, in, um, in um, incremental periods and just stopping and just praising. So all of a sudden, we put this together. And me and me and um, another guy said, hey, let's call so-and-so and tell them what we're doing. So we get a meeting. We go. Next thing you know, with, by the end of that week, we had raised $80,000. So we sent, and, and again, we had started out, we were going to send 100 kids. God wakes me up, um, wakes me up, and, and, and drops 101 in my spirit. I called the guys the next day and I says, hey, we're sending 101 kids. They said, why? Why 101? I said, because God said he wanted every one of them to every one of them to feel like they're the one. That they're the one. So for the next probably two or three weeks, we're just getting together every day, finding a reason we're, we're getting together. Joining in fellowship. So then we say, hey, you know what? Um, we're gonna need some help. Let's all make a list of let's all make a, a list of men. It started out, and I want you to hear this. I want you to hear and understand this. It started out with five black men. And our goal at that point was is that we needed to influence, a, we needed to influence a group of people so that people could actually see that men were doing things. So we wanted, we wanted people to see men step up. 
So we went out and started gathering memes, black and white memes. Then along the way, it didn't take us long, but along the way, we realized, man, we got to have some women. Yeah, y'all. I mean, I mean, we we kind of knew that quick, you know. And, and so, so, so we didn't start making a list. Who are we targeting? Let's go after them. And and, and our whole goal was that we want to get people to come, and we're never going to ask them for a dime. We just need them to be willing to go do. We'll plan it out. Let's go do. So we do the camp. We, we send them on the camp. We send leaders to go with them. Everything goes. We um, On that Wednesday, we have 44 of them give their life to the Lord. You know, glory be to God. So now we got to figure out some follow-up. Then we got some other things planned. And so then we decided, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into schools. So what we're going to do is we're going to show up at a different school every Monday morning. Every Monday morning, we're gonna put a schedule together, show up at a different school. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna greet kids when they get off the bus, when they get out of the car, we're gonna high five them, we're gonna tell them this is the best Monday, Monday they could ever have, and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna shock parents and we're gonna and we're gonna encourage every teacher and administrator. So we had our schedule. Went went to the school superintendent. She helped us put a schedule together, got excited about it, got all her principals excited about it. Boom, that's what we did. We would stand out there and pray. Boom. And then they would come in and pray with us on school ground. On school ground. Then after we finished everything, we would go in and they would want to take pictures with us, everything. And then we had certain people who didn't have to work because they were retired. Um, And they would actually stay and go to classrooms and read in classrooms. And then some of us would come back to that school that afternoon or, or, or that time for lunch, and we would have lunch with the kids. We wanted the kids to, to know that they mattered. That was the whole reason we did all of this, is to know. And we came in there, not, how can I say it? Let me say it. Let me say it. We never represented a church, but we represented Christ. And so it got to the point to where, because these were all city schools. So this, so now this year, we're doing both city and county schools because they're inviting us in. So we went from five to 20 to 40 when we added women to now we're at 80 and we got to, and we see the need because this year we sent two groups, two separate weeks from all over the county. We had kids from Black Mountain to Barnesville to Candler to every school. Almost every school was represented at KAA. And we had, I think this year we had 58 kids give their life to the Lord. Now, I'm saying all of this because of this. I believe, I believe, sitting right here in this congregation are solutions to problems that the city has. That's going on in our region. The Bible says, uh, let me get to it. Let me get to it. The Bible says over in Romans chapter five. Can we, can we do that one? I don't know. 
<laughs> I know. I hope y'all okay. Can y'all give me? Yeah, five twenty. Um. Yeah. I, I I was gonna ask y'all for five more minutes, but y'all can give me five minutes, then I'll ask y'all for five. Um. Um. <laughs> so Romans five twenty says the law was brought in so that. The trespasses might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Another version says that where that where that where sin abounds, grace that much more abounds. Matter of fact, in the Amplified, it reads this way: It says, "But the law came to increase and expand the awareness of the awareness of the trespasses by defending and unmasking sin, but where sin increased." God's remarkable, gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor has surpassed it and increased all the more. I think I, I think we've approached this scripture. I don't want to say wrong, but I think we've approached it not to the fullness. We've looked at it as if as if sin abounds. Grace that much more abounds. And we've looked at this grace as, as, as if the grace is there to allow us or to sustain us as sin abounds. That's not what it's saying. That's, that's not what it's saying. It's not that we need grace to make it through the times today. That's, that's not what this is saying. What, what it's saying is this. See, I believe the, I believe the grace that abounds is the solution that is the solution to the problem that sin has created. Come on. See, I believe that right here in this room is a collection of is a collection of believers that if we would understand that as sin abounds, grace that much more abounds, and the grace that and the grace that abounds, it brings solution. Now we know the solution is Jesus, right? But but it brings the solution to whatever the problems are. A few years before or before we opened Abba's house, what had happened? I was I I was asked to come to a meeting, and I was in a meeting where they were talking about the problems because of all of these babies being born addicted to substances and they didn't have enough foster um foster parents and they didn't have enough space in orphanages and it was and it, be, it was becoming an epidemic and they saw it coming and they were looking for solutions and and when they were saying that God God says to me I'm sitting there and God God says to me you're the only one here that can bring a solution exactly what he said I wrote it down passed it passed it to the director of my Abba's Love program and said, God, God said, God said, we're the only ones here that can bring a solution. We leave the meeting and they, and they schedule a meeting three weeks later and said, come back with any ideas you can. We need help. It was four counties represented that meeting. It was about 60 people. And God says, you're the only one that can bring a solution. I go back and I walk up. It's a blank slate where, where Abba's house is now. It was completely gutted, and I'm up there, and I'm walking, and I'm praying, and I'm saying, God, so what do you want to do? 
So about two hours later, God gives me the blueprints of what it should look like. I call the architect, meet with him the next day. Tell him what I want to do in here. He draws it out. We call the we call the general contractor. He prices it out. Once he prices it out, two weeks later, I raise five hundred thousand dollars and we start constructing. I walk back into this meeting, that three week meeting, and we've already started construction. And now they're asking what, and I say, well, here's what we're doing. And I lay it out in front. Just like that. They all applaud. Oh, man, this is going to be great. You know, and it, it, it didn't open as soon as I thought it was going to open. Um, it took a while. That's a whole nother thing. I'm, I'm a little salty about that. So I'm going to lay that over there. Um, uh, oh, and during this time, during this time, I'm talking with Pastor Sam. And we're talking, and I said, man, I really want to get my prayer room going again. I said, I really want to get that ministry going again. He said, man, we got this, oh, my goodness. I mean, her name's Becky, and she's doing this like this, and da 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 And I said, okay, yeah, I would love to meet with her. Okay, boom. So he set it up. So we meet. Yeah, we meet. Just randomly. I mean, not randomly meet. He set it up. But uh, so we meet. So we put a plan together how that, how that whole thing was going to go. I'm steadily going down, the, going down the path. Boom! God wakes me up. Put Becky on Becky, drops drops Becky right in my heart. I get up. Huh? I text her. Hey, um, how committed are you to your job? <laughs> exactly what I did. Exactly what I did. True enough. Exactly what I did. How committed are you to your job? And she comes back like in a Becky way. Y'all know Becky, you know. Why are you asking? I said, we should talk. Exactly what I said, we should talk. We set it up, talk, and I begin to share all of this with her. And she said, oh. I said, she said, but I'm not, why, why me? I said, because that's what God said. Is that what I said? I said, that's what God said. Why you? You got to see your resume. You got to do nothing. I'm not even looking for qualifications other than God said. So, and I could see there was some hesitation with her. So I said, why don't you invite your husband? You know, why don't you invite him? Bring, he, he comes by. We talk, get everything. And I say, ah, well, when you ready to start? She gives her notice and comes to work. Literally, and all she gets to do, I bring her up, put her in her office, and say, I want you to begin to dream. I want you to begin to pray and worship and dream about what this is going to be. I sent her to all the meetings because, you know, everybody was wanting to know who, who she was because they were trying to figure it out. I would send her to all the meetings and everything. And I kept telling, I said, you're in the honeymoon period right now. You know, you kind of on a vacation. You're getting paid to just sit around and pray. So you're getting paid to do, but that's all I want you to do is just, is just pray. 
you know, start writing policies, start doing all this, pray, pray for the women and the children that are coming, praying for all the access, doing all of that. And I'm saying this because of this. There was a problem. And I believe that the grace is there. Now, let me, let me rephrase it. There was a problem that was caused by sin. And for those that didn't have eyes to see, sin was abounding. This was an epidemic, Mike. This is just out of control. There's all of these things that was taking place. But, but God says that where sin abounds, grace that much more abounds. And I'm, I'm telling you, and the solutions is grace. Grace is not for us to endure it. Grace is for us to bring solutions to the problems. And, and, as a, and, if, and what if? This was a church that was about bringing solutions to the problems in this city. So we're out looking for, looking for problems. You, you got a problem? <laughs> you sure? That looked like a problem to me. Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what if this was that kind of church? That with everyone's different skill sets, we can find solutions to whatever the problems is because Jesus, we know Jesus is the answer. And so we're putting ourselves in a position to say, Lord, if you want to solve a problem in this city, I want you to be able to know that you can use us to do it. But in order for us to do that, y'all, here's what has to happen. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm ending it. I don't want to, you know, I kind of want to be invited back one day. Um, The Bible says this because I want to challenge us to faith that doesn't make sense. And for us to stop having safe faith. Over in Matthew chapter 17. I was going to start with verse 20, but I mean, verse 15, but I'm just going to go straight to verse 20. I'll I'll start at verse 19. And it says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, y'all know the story. This is where um, um, the man came and his son, um, his son was demon filled. He took him to the disciples. Disciples couldn't cast him out, brought him to Jesus. Jesus said, all right, bring him here. And 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 so verse 20 says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved. Nothing will be nothing will be impossible for you. I want you to understand this. I know there are many Bible scholars and many teachers in seminary that believes that this was metaphorical. That what Jesus was saying here, what what he was saying was that he really didn't mean that you could have the type of faith that could actually tell a mountain to move and the mountain would move. I disagree. I disagree. I believe that that if God needed that mountain over there, that that's exactly what he meant. Right? Because he because he comes to this to the last part of this sentence and he says, nothing will be impossible for you. So 
So I'm not willing to believe that he was just using this as a far out example. I believe he what he was saying is actually possible. And he wanted us to be, get to a point, to an understanding of a point that mustard seed faith. And I want you to hear me here. Mustard seed faith is faith that makes no that doesn't make any sense. It's not just little bit, it's not just little, little bit of faith. It's faith that causes you to stand out on an edge. It's faith that'll cause people to talk about you. It's faith that you're willing to believe for the impossible to be possible. Yet we understand that the mustard seed is the mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds. And he and he uses it by saying, look, listen, listen, I'm telling you. If you got mustard seed faith, you can tell that mountain to move and it's going to move. Matter of fact, he goes over in Luke, in Luke 17, um, verse 6. He says, and it says, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up from the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. We're talking about a tree that has a very complicated root system. And he's saying, if you got, and if you got mustard seed faith, Faith that will keep faith that will require you to stand out on the on the edge. Faith that's no longer safe. He said, "You can tell that tree to get up and go, go plant itself in the ocean." And that's exactly what it's going to do. And so, I want to challenge us. This is why I'm ending it. I want to challenge us because what I believe has happened is this: is I, I believe that we read the word sometimes. And we read the word and we believe God and we come together in fellowship and we do all these things and we're just waiting on the clouds, uh, on the clouds to part and Jesus to return and we're just holding on to the enemy and it's just so much sin and so much stuff that's happening around the world and we're there. And I'm saying that God needs us to get up and move. He needs us to step out into something. He needs us. To do this. Why? Let me and I and I, I use the word need because I understand this and I and I and I and I hear some of y'all Bible scholars. God don't need nothing from us. God, we God don't need nothing. Now I'm telling y'all. Well, let, let me rephrase it and help some of y'all so y'all don't y'all don't throw rocks at me later. God desires us. All right. All right, so yeah, yeah, I'm straightening it up for y'all. So I'll bring back my need, all right? Uh, God desires for us to be people that will live by faith, mustard seed type of faith, because this is the type of faith that pleases him. Faith that'll believe God past our natural senses, but that don't make sense to me, I don't even care if it makes sense or not. That's what God, God says do. I believe God for that. I believe it. I believe God can restore that marriage. I believe God can heal that person. And see, let me, oh, oh, oh. Mm, mm, mm. When we, when we tie our faith, when we tie our faith 
to anything other than God. This is what happened. How many of you, and don't raise your hand, just look forward, don't say it. Don't say amen, oh me, nobody will never know I'm talking about you. All right? If you, if you just gather yourself. But how many of us, when it comes to healing, we know that God can, we'll pray, we'll pray as if God will. But because he didn't do it then the way we thought he should do it, it erodes our faith, our belief in that. Now, I know ain't none of, ain't none of y'all in here going to admit to that. But as soon as you hear somebody got diagnosed with something or the doctor tells you something, the first step isn't towards, towards him. I was in a Bible study this past Friday. I, I have a men's Bible study that I'm a part of. Um, and it's interesting why God would have me in this particular Bible study. Um, but, um, and, and I'm in this Bible study and, and we have this time of where we have this prayer list, this digital prayer list that we have. And, and they're adding people in and out and everything from that standpoint. And, and you got guys from all different kind of backgrounds um, as, far, as far as their religious beliefs and everything there. But there's this thing of when as soon as someone says cancer, it automatically goes to death. And so Friday, when that happened, Friday, I stopped them and said, Y'all say that like death is bad. I said, huh? I said, said you you said that she she she's she's a believer and loves the Lord. Y'all said that like death is bad. I'm not saying that she should die, but I'm I just want you to understand. I'm not gonna go in some woe with me process. Cancer can't win. Y'all, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm say this just like this. Cancer can't win. Can't. I know y'all, I know if, if y'all anything like, like me and my family, we have had people devastated by cancer. I don't pray against cancer. I don't. Cancer's already defeated. It's already defeated. You know? I remember telling my aunt this one time when the doctors gave her, gave her um, um, a few weeks to live. And I said, listen, I said, I'm going to ask you, are you ready to die? He says, I love the Lord. She says, and so if it's my time, it's my time. I said, okay, I ain't asking. I'm, that's, that's not really, so are you ready to die? She says, no, I'm not ready to die. I said, well, don't die. I said, don't die. And she looked at me. I said, I said, listen, you act like the only way you can live is if cancer is out of your body. You serve a God 
that can let the cancer be there and you still live. So stop focusing on the cancer and live. She lived three, she lived three more years. And then when it was time to go, she said, I'm gone. That's what she did. Now, I'm saying all of this because I want to challenge us. I know I'm challenged with this. And I know I've kept you all, and, and I'm sorry. But I'm challenged with this. Is that I'm challenged to, to, live, the, to live out the kind of faith that doesn't make sense. That people will call me crazy from this point forward. Crazy kind of faith. And so here's what I did. And I don't know. I need to borrow you for a minute. You look good, Mr. Strong. Let me borrow you too. Yeah, you come on. <laughs> so here's what I want to do. Nothing really. I don't worry about that. I want y'all to do me a favor. Take those. Take those. Take those. Ah. I want y'all to pass those out to everybody for me. That's what I want y'all to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know y'all was y'all was expecting some great little example revelation and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just need y'all to pass those out. It's made it, made it quicker for me. So here's what I did. Is I went out and found some mustard seeds. And I put them on a card. Because I'm going to challenge you to have some, some of this kind of mustard seed faith. It's not real fancy. I know... I know if Pastor, you know, if Pastor Sam was doing it, he'd have had it really graphic and made it really nice for y'all and everything else. This is this is just my handwriting. And if something's misspelled, that's just y'all know what I meant. So it's really not misspelled. <laughs> Gosh. So. But I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you to take this card. And write some things on this thing that you're willing to stand out on the edge for. Some, I mean, that you're willing to have the kind of faith that would cause people to say, are you okay? What are you willing to believe for? If nothing is impossible with God, why wouldn't you believe for the stuff that everybody else says is impossible? Why just believe for the things that everybody, oh, yeah, 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 they did that. Why not, why not have the type of faith that causes you to stand out there so far that when it comes to pass, nobody can deny it was God? So I'm so I'm saying this to you because I want you to have that kind of faith. Because if we as a collection of, uh, of believers 
will be willing to have the faith that the faith that others will call crazy, the faith that does not make sense, faith that is no longer safe. If we're willing to believe like that, we're going to have exactly what I believe God wants in this city. We're going to have a transformation that's going to take place. And we're going to see so many people bow. I mean, God, they are going to come to the Lord, but they're going to be walking out purpose and destiny. I'm tired of the labels that this city continues to get and champion. When we've been given the grace to bring the solution. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you again for each and every person. I thank you for your freedom and your liberty in this house, Lord God, that I've been given here. I thank you, Father God, that 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 your desires and your plans, your desires and your plans will come forward, Lord God. Father, I pray for the kingdom of God to be to to come and to be made manifest in the lives of your people here. I pray for each and every household and person here that, that Lord God, that whatever the enemy is trying to come against them and do against them, I pray for his plans to be stopped right now. Father, I, I pray, Father God, for, for, <clears throat> for an abundance of, of liberty and love to just flow, flow in the houses of your people. Father, but you would use this body, Father God, to further your kingdom. Continue to bless your people, bless this house. And I pray right now, while every head is bowed, if there's anyone here that needs prayer, if, if you're here today and you, and, you, and you say, you know what? I think I need to, need to ask Jesus into my heart. If that's you here today, I'm going to ask that you just raise your hand and I would love to take the opportunity to pray with you. Or if you're here today and you, and you, and you say, you know what? I need that renewed thing. I know I've, I've made a confession before, but I've, I've walked away from it and, and, and I'm ready to come back. If that's you, I want to ask you to raise your hand. But then last of all, if you're here and you just need prayer in any area, and I'm talking about the prayer of agreement, where the elders can come and lay hands on you and, and we can come in a place of agreement with you and the body can love on you for whatever you're going through. If that's you here today, I want you to know the altar is open. And I'm just going to ask you to get up and come. And while all of this is taking place, I just ask that, Lord God, that you would be glorified here. You would be glorified here. Advance this body. Advance your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.